Braden, you know a thing or two about planning a wedding? I do, or at least through COVID. I feel like I've planned mine like five times by now. Coming up on the Bible Story Podcast, we're going to explore a wedding and the miracle that took place during that celebration. Well, as the viewers heard in the preview, and as we have mentioned here before, Braden, you are engaged and and hopefully, you know, getting married in June, less than a month from the day this podcast airs. Yes. Pretty exciting. I Very exciting. I am indeed engaged and, and as you've said, hopefully getting married. <laughs> yes. It seems like we've tried a few times. COVID's put a little bit of a, a rough spin on it. Okay. It sure has. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and John, along with being my co-host here for the yes. Bible Story Podcast, you're also the MC for my wedding. Uh, so, no embarrassing stories, okay? You tell them enough on air. You, <laughs> you and I both know I cannot make that promise in good conscience. Okay, well, man, I should have thought this through before I asked yeah, you. Yeah, you really should have, okay, well, but it's too late now. Regardless, you were the one that I asked. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. I have all of my shenanigans ready to go. It's going to be so much fun. Okay. It, it will be almost as fun as this wedding was that we're going to learn okay. about today. <laughs> okay. Before we get ahead of ourselves, I am Brain Pohoich, and I am the lucky one to be at the receiving end of Mr. John Drabert's antics. Well, you know, somebody's got to be at the receiving end because, you know, I'm at the giving end. You know, it's better to give than to receive. <laughs> is, that, is that what they say? I think so. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> then. You know, I love you, Braden. All my antics are here for your for your love. If, well, to express okay. my love. In for that you. case, I I certainly always feel very <laughs> loved. Good. I'm glad. Okay, so we're gonna continue on talking about a wedding today, but it is not my wedding. We don't need to get into that. Um, in our continuation in the book of John, it takes us to a wedding. Well, it takes Jesus and his mother and the disciples to a wedding. The, and there was a, there was celebrating. There was fun. Uh, wine, all the things a wedding had during those times. Okay, I should be taking notes. These are good things. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, dancing, probably. Dancing. Miracles. Celebrating miracles. I don't know who you're going to get to do those, but you can find somebody. Got any miracles up your pocket? Uh, Up my pocket? (laughs) I don't know if my pocket's ever been up. In your pocket or up your sleeve. That's what I was going for. All right. Uh, Let's... let's, we need to set the stage. Okay. Um, there's some, th- some things that we need to understand of the time that we're seeing Jesus in here. So, okay. so get that. I'll, okay. I'll do that. Okay. okay. So in our, in our last episode, we saw Jesus gathering some of his disciples. He's basically just like walking around telling people to come join him. And then yep. they believed in who he was. And so they did that. So he's calling them to serve alongside him and to travel with him and kind of underneath his teachings. No, it, the, the call for the disciples was huge. It's you a know, big deal. Yeah, the disciples, you know, um, you'll recognize some of the names like Matthew, Thomas, Peter, John. Right. So, so. the 12 disciples, you yep. know, there's, there's 12 of them. They often refer to them as that. Um, these are the ones who Jesus would have called specifically to travel with him. So here they are. They, a, a relatively new group of individuals who had recently started following Jesus. They obviously, you know, they obviously got an invite to this wedding mm-hmm. you know and they decided to go and have some fun yeah i'm kind of getting like boy band vibes here didn't you call this group like the god squad <laughs> the at god, one point the god squad <laughs> that's, a, that's a boy band kind of yeah, name totally so like it's just like they're a large group of 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 dudes traveling together you know um they're relatively 
they're relatively young adults. Yeah, they're going to have a blast at this one. They're going to have so much fun. Yeah. So, uh, okay, do you think they're like a, a package deal? Like if you invited one of them, you'd have to invite I, all 12 I'm of them? I'm pretty sure if you invite the rabbi, you get the <laughs> disciples. I mean, that'd be that's like my entire wedding allotment. That's more people that I can have at my wedding uh, right now. It probably, <laughs> probably is. I think weddings and invites were probably a little bit different back then than they are now, especially in COVID times. <laughs> yeah. Um, Remember, people traveling as disciples with teachers or rabbis, uh, you know, that was pretty common. Right. Um, and so, and we're seeing it here in this, in this story today. Right. Okay. So, so they're, they're at the wedding, okay? Dancing, yep. laughing, generally enjoying the celebration, as people do yep. at weddings, you know? Absolutely. Nibbling on the food, standing by the food tray. Shenanigans. That's, that's what I do. All the shenanigans. Uh, and, then, and then something not so good happens. Uh, they run out of wine <gasps> yeah which okay so isn't just like a, a party foul or like a bad party rule but this was a big deal back then because you know running out of wine it would have reflected poorly on the status of the couple and their family exactly you know weddings were often a show of you know the family's status and wealth or a role in the community in mm -hmm. many ways you were judged rightly or wrongly on the party uh, or the celebration that you would throw for the wedding. Yeah, it was about kind of like being generous and, yep. and making sure lots of people are invited and having a good time. Man, I wish I could be judged on the parties that I threw. Yeah, you don't want to be judged on the COVID wedding celebration because like, it's not going to be the same. No. No. You're my MC, so you got to bring the party. Shenanigans are coming. <laughs> okay. So, yes, exactly. So it was kind of a, a status symbol. So they, they ran out of wine. Okay, and, and Mary, Jesus's mother, pulls one of the servants aside and sh she tells the servant, do whatever Jesus asks. Yeah, and Jesus, Jesus has a really interesting uh, reaction to this. You mm -hmm. know, it, it seems a little out of place, maybe even rude yeah, when, to some. When I read this through without kind of understanding the context, it almost sounded like he was like a, an angsty teenager. Yeah. Because, okay, so here, I'll read what he says. He says this. What has this concern of yours have to do with me, woman? Jesus asked. My hour has not yet come. Okay, so literally says the word woman. Yeah, which, you know, if I said that to my mom, you know, I'm 40 and she'd still, you know, throw me over her lap and give me a spanking. <laughs> yeah, it's not, uh, not the way you talk to your mom. So, something's missed here in translation, exactly. I'm, I'm sure. But So I, I, I'll get into that. I, I do really appreciate the part parts like this i mean first off it does seem rude but contextually and historically this would have been an acceptable way of communicating with his mother you know and and when you read it when the word woman is at the end of the sentence we kind of say woman you know like kind of right. crassly i'm sure that's not how he would have said it no jesus um, is better than that yeah much nicer <laughs> um i also think that these moments show really well the humanity of jesus and and mary it's an interesting dynamic. I mean, they're mother and son. We can all imagine these moments we've had with our parents. Um, and, and so Mary, who would have given birth to Jesus, knowing that he is to be and is the Messiah, would have been raising him his whole life with like this mystery of how is all this going to unfold? She gave birth to him. You know, she was told by an angel she would give birth to the Messiah. And it's like, okay, what, what happens now? Right. And she went, yeah. this, he's 30 years old at this point. Yeah. You know, I, I totally agree. You know, as a parent, you know, I, I feel like I've totally been here. You know, you know your children can do something to help. 
mm-hmm. and you just they just need a little bit of a nudge, and maybe you unknowingly at times thrust that responsibility on them. It is you know both a selfish and selfless act as a parent. You know which you know I think is why we see Jesus respond in the way he does. Okay, so selfish. Can you explain that? Like how how is is helping or asking your children to help selfish? Right. Okay. So. Throw your future parent hat on here, Braden. Okay. Uh, even though, you know, as parents, we, we all like to think that we, you know, we're just doing the most amazing job and our kids are perfect. That's what my parent hat is telling me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, you know, it, sometimes it's about perception mm-hmm. and how other people view me as a parent. How good our family seems to the outside world. I think that... That is a bit of what is happening here with mm. Jesus and, and Mary. Kind of, you know, maybe a little bit of a humble break. Hey, Jesus, here's the problem. Do something. Right. And then it reflects well on Mary. Right. Okay. That, that, you know what? I get, I get that. I think that also explains his reaction toward the request. Right. It, yep. It seems like that request then could be more about Mary and actually less about Jesus helping. It very well could be. Yeah. So... Remember John the Baptist? Yes. When he said he must become less, mm-hmm. so Jesus could become more, he said that as part of, of, you know, preparing the way for Jesus. Right. Okay. Yeah, I do remember. So, okay. So you're saying that it, it might be a similar reminder. Even, even Mary, you know, the mother of Jesus, uh, has to become less. Yeah. You e- know, even she is in desperate need of a savior, just as we all are. You're, you got, you nailed it. You know, Mary doesn't get special treatment or, or preferential treatment simply because she is Jesus' mother, right? That's kind of, it's kind of crazy. Like, it really is. Like, you might, <clears throat> you might think that she, she would or does or, or would have had knowledge or knowing more, but it's like here we kind of see that she was, she didn't know what to expect as well. Yep. So after this interaction between Mary, Jesus, and the servant, Jesus simply commands the servant to fill as many clay jars that they had that had been emptied back up with water, probably from a well, maybe a stream. Yeah. You know, who knows where okay, they got the, it from. So the servants do just that, filling the jars to the brim. Jesus then asks them to draw some out, some of the water out, and take it to the chief servant for tasting. Now, get this. He totally, Jesus, totally fools the chief servant here. You would have loved to be at the wedding oh. and just know what was going on. You love things like this. Yeah, like this is shenanigans <laughs> at its finest because of the miracle. Yeah. Uh, but he totally fools the chief servants here who had been in on, who had not been on, in on filling the jars back up with water. Yeah. So Jesus had miraculously turned all of that water into wine. Each recently filled jar was now brimful of the best wine. That's that's awesome. The so best. The chief servant who hadn't seen the jars no, he, be filled he, up. He didn't see any of this. Who he would have been the one like taking care of the wedding, making sure that all the people were happy, you know, and and would have been responsible for running out of wine. Yeah, and probably like you know, like I will be at your wedding, in charge of shenanigans, <laughs> and all of a sudden a shenanigan is happening to him. Yeah, exactly. So the chief servant. <laughs> I don't think you're in charge of shenanigans. We never gave you that title. Uh, okay, the chief servant servant then takes a sip and and basically i mean is shocked and asks the groom like why why have you been saving this the very best wine for last Mm. you know this would have been an awesome moment for the servers or servants who had been you know who had just filled the 
jars with water. Such a great moment of situational irony. They would have known moments before that the the wine that is now being served was water. Yes. You know, and and probably from a nearby well or a stream. And and now it's the best wine that they had tasted all day. I could just see them chuckling in the corner. Yeah. And just like just giggling to them. It would have been so fun to be just a fly on the wall looking at everything that's taken place and be like, oh, my goodness. He doesn't know. They know. Jesus is laughing to himself. The, the bride and groom or the father of the bride panicking because they've run out of things. Yeah. Mary, Mary, who knows how she's responding to <laughs> yeah. all of this. She's like, really, Jesus? That's how you chose to do this? There's a lot going on. Okay. Yeah. So you also might be asking yourself, like, what's the importance of this story? Now, we've gone over several miracle stories from the Bible. And, and this one, although funny, seems pretty tame. Yeah, it really does seem relatively tame. There's no war. There's, there's no fighting, just a wedding and some very empty jars of wine. Exactly. But here's what I think our takeaway should be from this story today, is that we need to wait in God. Not wait for God, although that is, is sometimes relevant, but wait in God. As we see Jesus do here, he's so confident in his heavenly purpose that he knows that God's timing is perfect. Yeah, to, to, to wait in God is, is awesome. God is with you mm-hmm. and all around you. You are, you are not waiting to meet him or experience him. He is already there. But waiting in him allows us to know when we need to act, when we need to hold still, and how we can best be used to serve. Yeah, I, I love that. It's awesome. This, this story, although you know relatively tame compared to many other miracles is the first time that Jesus performed a miracle in public. I mean, this goes on to be a definitive moment in the beginning of Jesus's three years of ministry. You know, when his time did come, when he taught and he traveled and he shared the immense love of God with many lost people. But Jesus knows that this process couldn't be rushed. You know, that's why he says, my my time hasn't yet come. He knew that he had to wait in God because God had already worked out the timing. Growth tip time. Growth tip time. Alrighty, uh, Braden. Other than eating all your leafy greens and drinking your milk, which you know is super important, what is your growth tip for us today? Well, I mean, as much as we don't always like to eat our our greens and drink our milk, I mean, we need to. it's important for strong bones and muscles. Yes. It's like Popeye said. How, how, how do you think I got so muscular? Carrying on. Okay. Yeah. It keeps us, you know, healthy physically and mentally. So I'm actually going to ignore your suggestion. And I'm what? just going to talk about that for a moment. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, just ignore my suggestions. Yeah. Uh, you okay. Know, we'll save it for next time. Okay? Don't get yeah, your feelings cool, hurt. Cool. Okay, yeah, whatever. I'll save for next time. But today, our growth tip, I, I, I think, is, is this. We should take a walk with God. You know, we have many different ways of growing physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. We have to remember that these are all connecting and connected, and we want to be balanced in these areas. I like that. So taking, taking a walk with God helps us physically and spiritually. And, and mentally and emotionally. It gives us time to, to clear our mind. You know, it... it it doesn't have to be long. You, you don't have to do any reading or, or really anything on the way. Just walk and listen. Ask God some questions if you want. Be still. Enjoy the sunset. 
all of these things are good for the soul and all of these things help us wait in God. Brain, I don't often say, I don't say this enough. <gasps> that was really smart. God. That was, that was a great growth tip. Thanks. Uh, I'm going to try it out. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. That, that's awesome. Remember that there is nothing more important than a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. If you want to learn more or just ask us some questions or enjoy some behind the scenes footage, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Bible Story Pod. We will continue to have more contests throughout the summer, just like the one we had a few weeks ago. So hang on and, and let us notify you about those things. Until next time, have fun growing. Hey, recently you got a new house. Uh, would you say that you have a passion for your new home? Yeah, I love my new house. That, that's a weird question though. Okay, where are you going with this, Sean? Hey, coming up on the Bible Story Podcast, we are going to see that Jesus' passion for God's house is like nothing else.